This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich, and we are going to be talking about how to help your clients prioritize their projects and their plans. So this is something that is really necessary if you are in the project management space or any kind of role in a business where you are helping the leader of the business or the leader of a department to figure out which projects we should be focusing our attention on and also how to help them minimize the distractions that just so easily come up, which makes our job as operators and service professionals a little cloudy because we don't know which direction to turn. So today we're talking all about prioritizing your clients' projects and their plans. I'm going to kick us off with how to do this because I know that every single one of you comes here for actionable advice. And so I'm going to help you through the how, and then we're going to wrap up today by talking about the benefits and why you would want this. Now, the reason that we're going to go through the benefits is so that you can articulate this to the leader that you're supporting because they may or may not, actually, they probably won't, but they may not understand why you want to put this structure in. So hopefully these will be some talking points that you can literally swipe from me and take into your day-to-day business. So let's start with how we can actually help your leader, the CEO, the division company president, whoever it may be that you're supporting, most likely those are your visionaries. Those are your really big thinkers. Let's just kind of back up into what a visionary is. A visionary sees very big picture. They don't see details like you do. And I believe that a visionary needs to be coupled with an operator who can then break down that vision into smaller pieces. But remember, the goal of the visionary is to really cast a vision, to be able to see something really big. And that is the exact opposite that we have. So we come together like a nicely fitted puzzle to help the other with a different personality type, a different conative ability to make these things happen. So When you're working with the visionary who sees big picture, you are going to want to help them understand what we can do. Lots of times I see people frustrated. I see operators frustrated because their leader wants to do 100 different things. Anyone ever been there? I know you can't see me, but I'm like all hands in the air. Heck, my feet are off the ground. You know, I'm like, hey, there's, I've been in that situation so many times. And visionaries, that's their gift. They're usually dynamic brainstormers. They can see things that we cannot see. And so when it comes time to implementing, to making their vision a reality, that's where we come in. So at this point, the visionary has dumped all of these amazing ideas. You can actually feel them, but as they're talking to you about them, you're like, 
you're just sinking lower and lower in your chair because you're like, oh my goodness, how are we ever going to get all of this done? So here's where you have to step into leadership. And I always say that directors of operations are leaders. And this is where you start. When you're starting to hear all of these ideas, you have to be the person to say, yes, we can do this. And now you have to prioritize when that's actually going to happen. So the first thing that you can do to help the visionary to prioritize all of these amazing ideas that they have come up with, you need to understand what their mission is. So what is the mission of their company? Who do they serve? How do they do it? And it can't be, the how cannot be five, 10 different ways. We're looking at the one way or maybe two ways in which they serve their clients. And we're also looking to see if there's anything unique about the way that they serve their clients, because that would help us to understand where to put emphasis and where to grow. So I would encourage you to take the time to slow them down enough to understand what their mission of their business is. And then we know that strategic priorities, there are seven different strategic priorities. I've talked about that here on the podcast, but there are seven strategic priorities. They are financial steadiness, visibility, customer client experience, professional and personal development, operational excellence, team development, and product development. So those are the seven different areas that pretty much make up every single business. And in those strategic priorities, you now have to understand how to rank those. You want to rank the strategic priorities based off of their current day mission. So if their current mission is to sell courses, then you need to understand the opportunities that exist in the business today And once you understand that, you will adjust the strategic priorities. So if selling those courses is the biggest driver for your business and aligns to your vision, then maybe you need to be more visible. Maybe you need to develop some additional content. And so then product development would be a little bit higher. You see how that mission trickles down into the ranking or the prioritization of the strategic objective. Now you need to understand what their vision is. And guys, I know y'all have been listening to me for a long time and this gets very redundant, but I just cannot emphasize enough how important understanding your clients and your and your own business, by the way, your mission, vision, and values. So I'm coming right back to that right now, but this is essential. We've already talked about the mission, but now we're going into the vision. What is the vision for the company? And I'm going to take this a step further. When you're collecting information about the vision for the business, it's not just the business. So I usually help people to see their vision by asking them, what will your business look like in five years from now? So at the time of recording this, I like to say in 2025, the ops authority will And then here comes the big, you know, million dollar question. What will the ops authority look like in my vision in five years from now? So that's what you're going to be asking your client. But at the same time, it's not just the business. It's also their self. So where do I see myself in the ops authority in five years from now? Am I going to be playing the same role? Am I preparing to sell it? Am I preparing to be a president and having a CEO in place? What does that look like for me? Or am I feeling like my vision looks a lot like the structure does today, where 
I'm going to be the main driver of the business. There is not a right or wrong ever to a vision statement, but I want to say that knowing where what role the leader is going to be playing or thinks that they want to be playing in that vision does make a difference because you are here to help the leader achieve their goals. Sometimes that means it's not just helping them with their business and growing and scaling their business, but it's also helping to make them redundant or helping to remove them from the business. So you need to be very, very clear on where it is that they want to be going. The other thing is asking them the vision for their personal life. So If you're like me, we're running and helping to run small businesses, which are really intimate. And so it doesn't just matter where I want to be in the business in five years. It also matters my personal life. So for me personally, in five years, I have one child that's out of the house and into college or whatever pursuit he is going to be on. And then I've got a daughter who's going to be a senior in high school. So I will be just about to be an empty nester. What is my life going to look like? What do I want it to look like? Do I want a second property? Do I want the ability to work part-time? What does it look like for me? And so I'm going to want to help my clients to dive into what their personal life looks like. As I'm doing that, ladies, I'm listening for things that I can do to help them. Alrighty, so coming back on track, you're going to want to understand what their vision is for both their business, the role that they're going to play in their business in five-ish years, and then also what they see for themselves. So what priorities would help that vision become a reality? If you understand where they're going, you're going to understand what priorities, what strategic objectives need to be ranked higher than others. So right now, if the business is not pulling in regular revenue, then that financial steadiness better be at the very, very top. So your job, some of the things that even the leader may not want to be doing, you can come in and help them by doing some of these projects, creating projects and tasks to help the business become more financially secure. And yes, your visionary client is probably not going to rank that very high. It's going to be up to you to educate them and to help them understand why the team and you should be spending your time and resources to make that happen. So the other thing is if you are in a scaling phase and you're needing to really focus double down on operational efficiencies. So you've got the revenue happening, but now you need to be focusing on the systems and structures inside the business. Then again, this is one of those areas that tends to be overlooked, but it's going to be really difficult to scale your business to that big five-year vision without having these systems in place. And so you are going to need to navigate and lead this conversation. And you're also going to need to help them to understand how they, as the leader, are not going to necessarily need to be in the day-to-day of creating those systems. That's your job. That's where your leadership comes in. So you're going to want to understand their vision and then prioritize the objectives based off of the vision of the company. So I want you to look at every single project and understand what the outcome is going to be and what that 
project will bring to the business. So does it align to the vision? So if someone comes to you, if your leader comes to you and says, oh, I want to put together a mastermind, I want to put together a higher level product, and I want it to be a mastermind, and you start digging into how you're going to make this happen, and you look around and you say, you know what, it doesn't tie to the vision of our company. You know, maybe the company wants to be a passive product producer, <laughs> three Ps, he, but maybe they want to be a passive product producer and they see themselves as generating lots and lots of courses and not necessarily having a strong physical one-to-one or even one-to-many presence. Well, by putting in a mastermind component, which yes, may bring in money, it actually diverts from the vision of the business. And so helping the business owner to see that this is either a really short-term fix, and if you do go forward, you're going to need to put very minimal effort into it, maybe utilizing their current list, not doing a huge campaign, that may be appropriate. But most of all, it doesn't aligned to the vision. And if you can help your leader to start to think about connecting current day projects to the vision of the business, your job will become easier. You're also going to create a true leadership team. And so part of this is your work. It is your job to help them to see this. Another piece here is if your visionary, your leader has a really big idea, I just had this happen come up the other day, where a client that I was doing a strategy session for wanted to create a Oprah-like TV show in five to 10 years. So if that's the case, I may want to start breaking some of that down right now, start laying the groundwork today. Your visionary is probably not going to be able to break that down into smaller parts. And that's your job. That's where you're going to come in and really, really help them and leverage their ideas to make money today. So you take this really big idea and you may do a small part of that. Maybe the first stage is starting a YouTube channel. I'm making all of this up, but maybe that's the case. And if so, let's start laying the groundwork today so that we can launch that in Q1 of 2021. So you can start making that vision more tactical today. And by doing this, you will create less resistance when the time comes up. So, and you guys know that projects, a big project specifically, take a lot of time. And so you don't want to put this off to where you're thinking that the Oprah-like show is going to just magically happen in five years. You have to do the work to lay the foundation, and that is going to be up to you as the operator in a business. That's another reason I think that directors of operations are made for the long haul of the business. This is not your typical freelancer come in and come out of the business. These are people who stand by that leader year after year to help their big visions come to reality. I want you to focus on operations. It's not sexy work. I know you know that. And the visionary definitely doesn't think that it's sexy, but I want you to do it anyway. Don't forget to leverage SOPs 
and streamlining the business. Now, these are things that you as the operator can do. You as the service professional, the project manager, the business manager, these are things that you can do and pleasantly delight your leader, even if it's something that they don't have to worry about, which I'm really big in identifying the things, the projects that we can do as a team to move our vision forward, move the company's vision forward without pulling away energy and time from the CEO. And so imagine as a CEO, you don't think in details, you think really big picture, but all of a sudden you as the operator in the business, the right hand to the leader come with, even if it's six processes that you have put together over the course of a month, which is not hard to do, especially for someone like you who sees details, you come and you just present this to them. They don't even know that it's happening. You're providing structure. And this needs to be a priority in businesses. Your visionary is going to push back on this, but I promise you it's going to be really valuable to the leader. So I hope this has helped you to help your visionary, your leader, to understand and to prioritize the competing interest of projects that are coming in because that's totally normal and it's very easy for them to get sidetracked, which is exactly why I am going to shift our conversation into the benefits of prioritizing projects. If you put 100 projects out there, you know that you're not going, the team, no one is going to be able to tackle all 100 of these projects. And yes, I am overstating that. I know that's not a reality, but the exaggeration helps me to convey my thinking because that's what it feels like to us operators. It feels like, oh my goodness, we've got a thousand things. We're juggling all the balls and it feels super uncomfortable for us. We like direction. We like a plan. And guess what prioritization does for you and all the people that you're supporting, which is the team that makes up this business. With priorities aligned and directly tied to the vision, the team that is on board is going to truly be on board. They are going to understand the direction that you're going. It's going to make sense for them. If it makes sense and it connects to them and to the vision of the business, then they're going to feel a natural momentum. They're going to see the benefits of this, right? Sometimes we've been on projects that are like, what are we doing? Like, this is just checking the box. You will literally take all of that away once you tie the project to the vision and you articulate that to the team. So your job is that middleman. You're taking that place from, you're the bridge between the business owner and the team. So in this case, by having those priorities that you've worked really hard with the leadership on, you're now able to paint a very beautiful, concise picture for the team that's going to be doing the work. So a big, huge benefit is that you provide direction for the team, but also for that leader who's going to be popping in and out, which takes me to my next point, which is this really helps you with creating a decision-making matrix. So when the leader comes to you and says, oh, I've got a new idea, I really wanna do this, what do you think about this? You can come back to them and can say, does this connect? First of all, does it connect to our mission? Does it connect to our vision? And where is this in our strategic priorities? If it's number five, six, or seven on that list of seven, then is a really easy indicator that this is not something that you should be prioritizing. That doesn't mean that you don't take projects from all seven objectives, but you've got to prioritize them. And the ones that are higher on the list are the ones that are more important. 
So it helps you with decision-making. It also helps you with communicating to your leader and to help them to rein in their ideas. You never want to dampen their ideas because that's what entrepreneurship is really about. It's about allowing these people to express all of their ideas and help them to understand how which ones are good and quality and then how we can tackle them to achieve them. Another benefit is boundaries. So it is super important for us to understand what is in scope and what is out of scope. By knowing this, you're going to be able to really clearly say yes definitively and no definitively. Now, there are going to be some times where you're going to gather, have to gather research, have to do some analysis, have to do some market research to understand if this new idea should be injected or if it should be on the backlog. And having a prioritized plan will help you to understand what's in scope and what is out. The last thing, another benefit, certainly not a comprehensive list here, but another benefit of having priorities is you're going to be able to predict the work volumes for your team and also know the support that's going to be needed. So let's say that your leader wants to create a new membership program. And you've already validated that this is a good idea. It ties to their mission, their current day mission. And so it's prioritized. It also ties into their vision. It complements the vision. So yes, it's a yes, we're gonna do this. And you slot it to happen in Q2, which is right now. So you start working on that. And now that idea has been turned over to you as the operator. It's been prioritized. Now you've got to take action. But before you do that, you do all your research, you create the project plan, and now you are able to see which team members are going to be needed. Do you need some additional temporary work to make this happen? And also, you're going to be able to look ahead and say, okay, we see that we're going to need a graphic designer really heavy in the beginning of the project and the end of the project. So for this month and maybe four months from now, we're going to need our designer pretty much dedicated to this project. Now we can go back to the designer and let the designer know, hey, these are going to be heavy times for us. You know, maybe they're on a hourly relationship with you. So you're going to need to make sure that they save that time for you. So it helps you to forecast by knowing these priorities, knowing that this is for sure going to happen. You can go back to those team members and make sure that they have time for you. The other thing is maybe they are contractors that are on your team on a retainer basis, or they're even employees. Well, guess what? everyone's going to take vacation. So now you can understand the workload, the implications of that project on the people in your team. These are oftentimes overlooked and become very, very difficult when we inject projects in a very tight, non-structured way. So, and also when we don't have the right team in place to really pull these things off, a team that has, you know, four dedicated full-time resources is going to be able to do exponentially more than a pure contractor team. And so you've got to know where you're going. And actually speaking of team, if that vision is really big four or five years from now, you may be the person to have to drive the financial decision to pull on more people. So I'm getting a little bit off track here, but I wanted to help you guys in this episode to understand and help give you tactical advice so that you can help 
your visionary to prioritize all the ideas, all of the energy that they have and create a plan for them. And then also I wanted to explain the benefits so that you could go back to them and help them to understand why it's important. This is going to have to be a conversation because most of the visionaries are not going to see this as something that they need to spend time on. They're big picture thinkers. They don't see in details. They don't understand the nuances that are gonna happen. And most visionaries are very, very aware of this and super open to the conversation. So I don't want this to be intimidating or scary. It is a conversation that takes leadership because you are the person that's going to be upholding those boundaries for the leader. So I hope that this has been super helpful. This came up in our director of operations. We have weekly calls every single Friday. And on those calls, I was recently asked this question multiple times. How do I help my visionary to see what priorities we need to be working on. So I hope that this has brought clarity to you just like it did to them. And as with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, I love to bring you an Ops activity to make this experience, the time that you have gifted me and listened to this content, I like to return that to you by giving you an action to make this content actionable. (laughs) Go figure. So today, I want you to go back to your clients, to the people that you're currently in relationship with, and I want you to help them to capture their mission and their vision. Remember, their mission is what they're doing in their business today, who they're serving, and how they serve them. And then their vision is going to be that five-year statement that I talked about earlier in the episode. If you need a guide to help you with that conversation, you can go to theopsauthority.com forward slash mission, and you can grab the mission, vision, and values guide that I've already prepared for you. So your ops activity this week is to go back to your leaders and help them determine what their mission and vision are. Even if they have it already done, they probably haven't looked at it in a while. And so I want you to be a part of that conversation, have the conversation and come back to the group. You can find our group at theopsinsiders.com. I want you to come into that group and share with us what the experience was like. So not only do you have to have the conversation, I want you to help us, all the operators in that group, to understand what it was like, what clarity you got from that, and what you learned. That would be super helpful. Alrighty, friends, thank you so much for hanging out here on episode number 51 of the Ops Authority podcast. I can't wait to be back here next week, and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.